I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hey, this is the COB, and it is the Thursday, the 16th of July. I'm Nadine Blaney. Hey, great to be here with you, Scotty. Likewise, it's been a very jam-packed day, lots to go and take in, but uh, enjoyable nonetheless. Yeah, it's, it really was a busy day. Uh, not such a great day if you are the index, though. Um, coming under some pressure, falling by about six-tenths, close to seven-tenths of a percent. At one point, the ASX 200 dipping below that 6,000 level. Yes, it was a bit of a soft session, but context is everything. That followed a nearly 2% gain yesterday. So this choppy zigzag kind of price action we're, we're seeing at the moment. The one thing I found interesting is uh, that despite what was relatively upbeat Chinese economic data that came out today, and here locally in Australia, the, uh, the jobs report, whilst a bit of a, a mixed bag, uh, was generally okay, uh, all things considered, the, uh, the local market couldn't go and rally. So yeah. maybe there's a bit of fatigue setting in. And that included the iron, you know, the, the miners, as you mentioned. Iron ore was up through the overnight. Base metals did come under a little bit of pressure through the overnight session. But it's also maybe symptomatic of what was happening around the region. I mean, Chinese markets came under quite a bit of pressure. And uh, if futures weren't crash hot today either. Yeah, mainland Chinese stocks are getting hosed when I just went and looked uh, before we came in here to go and do the podcast. And uh, some of the other base metal futures there are off as well. So um, that's despite, yeah, that, that strong data. So maybe all this uh, no positivity towards the Chinese economy was priced in. Okay, um, so it'll remain to be seen what happens in the US tonight, obviously. Had a pretty good session yesterday. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens with the tech space. We saw Twitter obviously losing ground in after hour trade when there was a hack, a little bit of a Bitcoin scam happening, but I'd be surprised if it was even about Bitcoin. I mean, if you're going to go to the trouble of hacking Twitter and major Twitter accounts, you know, Elon Musk, Joe Biden, etc., I think you'd probably do a better job of it than uh, just asking for a few hundred grand in Bitcoin, don't you think? Yeah, well, it does make you wonder about the security protocols, though, particularly in an election year and the like in the United States. And uh, for the 30 or so minutes that I can go and tweak with my blue tick, uh, it was quite distressing as well. <laughs> but uh, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that it's all being resolved now. He's name dropping like he's the only person around here that's got a blue tick. Hey, you're looking at one. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not a tech uh, guru or anything even close to that. But I wouldn't be surprised if just proving that Twitter had its... It's uh, is fallible might have been the point from the start. I think it's time for Jack to go and give us an edit button in, in response to that. So that'd be nice for all the people who are out there who've gone and written a tweet and realized they've done a small spelling mistake and want to go and change it. Come on, Jack, give us an yeah, edit Yeah, it's the spelling mistakes, the misplaced words. Um, surely you would never regret a tweet outright, though. Scotty, oh, come on. Let's oh, move on there, from there that, shall we? <laughs> there have been a few. <laughs> uh, one of the big movers today was Cooper Energy. It was up by 7%. So putting it in context, that's when there was... Uh, oh, a pressure coming through for the energy plays. Again, that was after we saw prices up through the 
oil uh, or through the overnight period. U.S. inventories were down, but OPEC looking to lift production from August, and that was probably a factor on uh, souring the sentiment around the energy space as well today. Yeah, it seems like we're going to be buy the fact, uh, buy, buy the rumor, sell the fact going on uh, with the crude space. So we had, as you said, you know, crude prices were up about two percent overnight. Uh, yet the uh, the local market, with the exception of a few names uh, in the energy space. No, finish all. We we talked about you alluded to the China data. We might leave that for now. Um, talk about the job data here in Australia. Um, I was reading your view that's in the newsletter today. Uh, we've got these conjoined words that the government seems to love: job keeper, job seeker, job trainer. You're talking about a growth builder package. What what are you thinking here, Scotty? Yeah, no need to go and uh, pay me in advance for the uh, for the little uh, name there, okay. government. Uh, I'll uh, I'll do it gratis to help the economy out. Uh, look. The, the job trainer package, uh, obviously, it's still being formulated, really. The specifics haven't completely been laid out at this point. But I can see what the, the government's trying to do. They're trying to go and retrain, re, uh, retool uh, the workers out there who are unlikely to go and find a job in the current environment, in the field they were in, into potentially uh, new industries that are going to have demand. But, and this is the big but, it's fine and dandy to go and retrain and retool people, but you need to go and have places for them to go and work. Now, in order to go and do that, you've got to go and run the economy hot for a prolonged period of time. So trend growth of 25 to 2.75% per annum is not going to cut the mustard. We need to be running at 3 4 5% for quite some time to go and erode all this slack in the labour market. And that means that they've got to come up with some sort of package, not just stimulus, but there's got to be some reforms in there to go and allow the changeover from the public sector to the private sector and let them go and erode this capacity, make things easier to do in this country would be a great starting point. Look, I love the optimism. I'm hopeful that it happens. I really hope policymakers can get their act together and do something, not waste this crisis. I know it's a cliche, but you know, I wholeheartedly agree. It would just be such a shame if we didn't learn something through this and make ourselves stronger on the other side in whatever way we can. It's a lot of money to go and spend and uh, not see real uh, forward momentum coming from it. So this is exactly the conversation that we had with Justin Smirk yep. um, joining us from Westpac. That uh, interview is accessible via the show notes. It's really worth a listen. Um, it was a good part of the day, I think. Uh, another good part of the day was talking to BlackRock Investment Institute's chief APAC strategist, Ben Powell. He says that the future is now running at us. So again, Scotty, it's not that anything that's happening out there, the, the move to online, you know, the move to shopping online, geopolitics, trade tensions. He's saying it's not that none of that existed or wouldn't have happened otherwise. It's just that this pandemic has really accelerated so many of the trends that were already at play or, or that we were set up for. So that's an interesting interview, also accessible via the show notes. And that kind of ties in with um, earnings season that comes tonight. We get Netflix out tonight, and that'll be, that'll be insightful, isn't it, what we were doing with all that time at home? Yeah, one of those stay-at-home stocks that uh, have benefited so much, but uh, I'm sure there's lots of streaming going on. I know there was in my household because uh, there wasn't too much to do during the lockdown period. And all these people streaming Ausbiz, of course. Absolutely, but uh, well, mind you, I do play quite a few board games, but that's another story. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they benefited. Did they see this huge uplift in uptake you know, in user numbers, or is it just simply that people who had accounts already just watched more? Um, and if it's the latter, then you've got to wonder about, you no, know, it's going to have some sort of impact on revenues there. So uh, earnings season will obviously be a focus overnight and through the morning tomorrow. 
Uh, Breville Group was one of the worst performers of the day, getting back to equities here in Australia, down by close to 6%, but had a really good day yesterday. It was actually the stock of the day yesterday. Today, the stock of the day was Michael Hill. Again, one of those familiar refrains through COVID. Their online sales were up close to 200%. So the ticker code there is MJH. It was up by close to 5% today. We spoke with Howard Coleman from Team Invest about Michael Hill. Return on equity is quite good, debt's quite low, but they really haven't been growing earnings per share. Now, the most encouraging thing out of the report to me is that they're closing 10 unperforming stores or underperforming stores. Uh, a good retailer looks to keep their leases as short as possible to get rid of any stores that are not performing and keep on all the stores that are performing. So that will hopefully help them. And as you say, David, that the online sales uh, were up nearly 200%, but still only a very small proportion of their sales, only 4.6%. Uh, and in terms of its share price, being right down in the bottom quartile of its PE ratios, uh, it's actually not at a bad price now if one was looking to buy it. I probably would steer clear of any kind of retail, especially uh, in that jewelry space. La Visa would probably be one that I would look right, at. Right. Uh, that is for more the younger person who has more disposable income as well as then the La Visa jewellery is more disposable as well. So it's a yeah. sort of this high sort of turnover jewellery. Michael Hill jewel is probably a little bit more old world. Right. And uh, that's that, that'd be one thing. The second thing I'd, I'd, I'd say about this is that I was actually speaking to someone in retail just last week and talking about their leases. They had 58 different leasing agreements around Australia and this is quite a large listed um, a retailer, close retailer, and they basically said that Westfield is going to start legal proceedings on a lot of these retail outlets for not paying rent. Michael Hill is very much in that mall space. You yeah. know, that's where they that's where they sit. They don't have their own sort of premises. They sit in those malls. So I'd be a little bit cautious. Uh, so no, it's probably not one right. for me. So that was Adam Dawes from Sean Partners finishing off those thoughts on Michael Hill today, which was the stock of the day. If you'd like to listen to Another podcast called The Call. You can get all of those stock of the days and uh, 10 stocks in details. So really equity stock specific heavy. Uh, you'll like it if you haven't listened to it already, I'm sure. Uh, hey, Scotty, tonight we get US jobless claims. Uh, how, are these taking on less significance now? No, they're, um, they're equally as important as they were in the like, recent months. So give me us a gauge as to how many new claimants are being made for insurance uh, benefits. Uh, and they're still, you know, give or take, around about double the level seen at the peak of the GSC. So you're getting lots of continued layoffs. Then uh, recently we've obviously seen uh, a stalling of the reopening of the economy, particularly those uh, Sunbelt states, the South and, uh, and West. Uh, so be interested to see what happens there. If we start seeing those numbers go higher, and trending higher and continuing claims remaining elevated, then it's a really big problem. Okay, so jobless claims looming large tonight. Earnings season, as we mentioned, it's not just Netflix, it's also Johnson & Johnson. Uh, we get a read coming from Morgan Stanley as well and uh, Bank of America, so more coming the from the big financials. And Domino's Pizza as well. Yeah, and, and linked to uh, some of those names there, we also get retail sales out in the US. So. Uh, interesting mm. to see what will happen there. It's been incredibly volatile, like here in Australia, but uh, we'll be cleanly watched to go and see the implications for what is the biggest part of the US economy. It's massive, isn't it? Okay, tomorrow, uh, look, no point. There's not really any economic data here locally. We get a few 
reads out of the US tomorrow, but that's Friday. I mean, we're not there yet. We've got some great guests coming up. We've got the CEO of Avita Therapeutics. It's got a new partnership with Biomedical Advanced Research and Development, and uh, he'll be detailing that for us. We'll be talking with the New South Wales Property Council, uh, head of you know, the weekend auctions, but also in context of the rising COVID case count in New South Wales. I wonder what that will do to dent sentiment. We'll be speaking with June Bay Lou. It'll be a good call tomorrow. And Henry Jennings from Marcus Today. Uh, look, the day continues on and we wrap with our weekly summary with Shane Oliver, who's, you know, I'm head of investment strategy, chief economist, AMP Capital, but there will be plenty more guests in and amongst there. We do hope to see you tomorrow on Ausbiz. You can watch us via the web, ausbiz.com.au or via an iOS app. We hope you've downloaded it already because you can follow companies and then you get alerts when any of those companies are mentioned, whether they're the stock of the day, whether they're on the call. It's a great little service that we're very proud of. Hey, um, Scotty, Friday, should we do it tomorrow? We should do it tomorrow. Uh, getting very excited for the weekend and uh, seeing some of my footy teams play, perhaps even in person. Ooh, all right, we'll see you Friday.